What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Uncultured Cinematic Universe. Each episode, we take a look at classic and iconic films from two perspectives, that of the diehard fan and that of the uncultured, unwashed, who's never seen it before until now. As a general reminder, you can watch us on YouTube or listen to us wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the like. Just search for the Uncultured Cinematic Universe. And remember to like, review, and subscribe. It really helps us out and get in front of more people, more fun, you know, friends and such. Friends of friends. Get your mom's parents involved, too. They'll, li- they'll like it, I think. Right? Maybe. Perhaps. Yeah, your mom's parents will really love it. <laughs> your grandparents will dig the shit out of this. Also, be sure to check us out on Instagram at UCU Podcast for all the latest happenings and the whatnot. Uh, again, shout out to uh, our you know, uh, in st- on staff, you know, on air personality. Now she can add to her repertoire. Ryan employee number three, <laughs> uh, right? Employee number three, acting like employee number one. That's what creating, creating viral videos for UCU, like really getting the Instagram up and running. You need to like, look at the, the, the graph Joe from when she took over. <laughs> it is a spike. The analytics. Is, the analytics will get we'll someone get... actually professionally running this shit. Yeah, right. Actually giving a shit. But hey, you know what? That's that's how we do it here. So yeah, without further ado, let's just cast aside all this other stuff and let's pray, Joe, that if we're ever caught in a similar situation, that real cops would actually give half of a fuck as these LAPD cops and talk about speed. Speed, speed, speed. Justin this is our our month of blockbusters, yes. right? Yep. So much of this movie, watching Speed for the first time, I had never seen Speed before, was about me learning to let go of <laughs> things making sense. And yep. I think that's really just like the spirit of a blockbuster, right? It's just, it's pure wild entertainment, even though not a single character in this movie makes choices that a regular human being would make or absolutely not absolutely not the only person like closest to how a human being would act is sandy b it's sandy b oh no not at all what (laughs) sandy b's the worst i would say jeff daniels (laughs) oh no 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 god we're gonna fight on this one oh this Um, is great okay wait wait wait. real quick real quick quick quick. yeah rewind rewind rewind. so we are on what is this episode 22 this is 22 this is 22 yep so we're again, we're in the middle of July. This is our uh, blockbuster miniseries. We're talking about uh, blockbusters usually taking place in the summers of past that really just kind of like broke the bank. They were huge smashes, huge parts of culture in a, an explosive way, right? Yes. Um, like we said earlier, Ryan <laughs> filled in for episode 21, yep. um, which was Terminator 2 Judgment Day. She hadn't seen it. You, uh, you guys kind of filmed an episode while I was out on vacation. Yep. Um, I don't usually, uh, secret, I don't usually listen to our episodes, uh, after we record them just cause I don't like hearing my own voice. And so this sure. was like Same. a real treat for me because I got to like, listen to it as just a viewer who hadn't heard the recording already. Yeah. It was really great. I, I loved the episode. What, what, That's tell, amazing. Me, tell me about a little bit of a retrospective here. What, are, what were the pros? What were the cons? Are we having Ryan back? Is she fired? <laughs> Uh, I mean, so we had a lot of fun doing it and it was really cool because like you mentioned, like you heard in the episode, it was kind of a shoot from the hip kind of a thing. Um, mm-hmm. cause you were out of town and we were kind of struggling of like, well, or she was like, 
what am I going to do for content for the next two weeks while Joe is, you know, out about the world mm-hmm. doing his thing? And um, she's like, here's an idea. Here's an off the wall idea. What if I get on the show? And I was like, you, you want to? That's totally cool. And she's like, you know what? I, you know what? Fuck it. Let's, let's just do it. Let's try it. And so it took like a day to kind of put everything together. And um, yeah, retrospectively, like we, we uh, capitalized on the magic that you and I had found uh, of doing the in-person thing, like in the same room, which we, mm-hmm. which we did for episode 20 for Tu Wong Fu. And um, same kind of vibes, you know, it's a different conversation um, when you're in the same room as somebody. I agree. I agree. And listeners, we we will try to do more in-person recordings in the future. My house is a bit of a quarantine situation at this point. There's sinus uh, attacks happening, um, which is why my voice sounds a little weak right now. And I was like, Justin, so stay, stay away, your family. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, man, because I had a I had a whole outfit plan, Joe. It was going to be the skimpiest summer outfit you know we were going to record outside and it was going to get sweaty because it's so fucking hot speed is such a sweaty movie Mm -hmm. and like it makes you sweat and everybody in the film is sweating here uh, you'll notice for folks who are watching at home on uh you know youtube and the like i i am kind of keanu cosplaying (laughs) now i specifically got like the white undershirt and the unbuttoned button down um, so there is a bit of a, a thematic moment happening. Yeah, we'll talk about the uh, um, the the costuming of of Keanu and how much I love it. Um, Keanu, Keanu looks good in this movie. He can fucking get it in this yes. movie, dude. Normally, uh, normally I was thinking Keanu, like as an action star, is really great. Obviously, he's in some of the biggest action franchises of all time. You have Matrix. You have um, John Wick. John Wick. But he's not really known as like a jacked person. He's kind of like a thin guy especially in the matrix but in this one he you can tell he put on like some some weight for this one he's 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 a little yeah he he hit the gym a little bit um he's he's doing a little stallone yeah we'll we'll talk about it uh uh in a few to to get to that but yeah so i wanted to talk about uh you know first impressions and you know my my early um you know history with this film but i want i want your first impressions as you let the movie start and wash over you what did you know you were in for? Did you have any idea? Okay, any so idea? going into Speed, I had never seen it. Obviously, honestly, the the biggest impact that this movie has in my culture is the sequel and how bad it is and how it's called Cruise Control when it takes place on a boat, which yeah. I think is the best thing in the world. That's like that's the main thing I know about the Speed franchise uh, is that the sequel is supposed to be horrible and it's like on a slow moving cruise ship. Um, (laughs) it's called speed. Um, what else? I, I knew about the basic like premise where like, Hey, this bus can't slow down or else it's going to blow up. We'll talk all about how that's an insane plan for a terrorist to have. It doesn't work for anyone. No. Um, and then I knew there was like a, a jump at some point. Um, I knew there was going to be some major stunt with the bus going off. I thought it was going to be like on a bridge or something like over water, but no, it's just like, it's one of LA's <laughs> apparently many unfinished and completely empty highways. Yeah. Right. The, 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 uh, department of transportation and the infrastructure is just completely absent. There are stretches of highway unused, insane. Like, thank God. I know, right? Like everything. Oh, you know, just so happened 10 o'clock in the morning. No one's on that stretch of interstate for some reason at it. One of the biggest, most busy cities in the entire country. Yeah. Insane. And 
I, I, I like the concept of having it in LA because obviously like traffic is going to play a part. I think just, again, I don't want to shit on this movie so much because we're in blockbuster mode. It's about enjoying the spectacle of it all. Yeah. It's about getting caught up in the cinema. Let's just do the most. Let's let's be the most we can be here. Be all we can be, ARMY. Um, <laughs> shout out ARMY. <laughs> shout out ARMY. We're sponsored by ARMY. No. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I tried to like stay away from notes on like incredulity about how like physics works in this movie yep forget um, it forget all that toss that physics book out the window right right right, right. I, I will say there were moments when the bus looked like it was going 25 miles an hour from the exterior standpoint and they're like we're really rolling right now and i'm like you guys would be dead right mm-hmm. now. um yeah but yeah so that's that's kind of where i'm coming into speed i i know the basic premise i know it's kind of launching keanu as an action star is this before or after point break this is like two years after Point Break. Okay, okay. So he's he's already kind of hit a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So like he had his moment in the late '80s with Bill and Ted, and some other character roles. But then uh, the turning point being um, Point Break in like '91, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this one really catapulted him into mega stardom, and um, you know redefining. And we'll talk about this, but like redefining like what it is to be an action star physically. Uh-huh. And um, more approachable to a wider audience. Mm-hmm. So um, my history with this movie, uh, I pretty sure like either my grandfather or my dad owned this movie on VHS. Um, I remember the, the actual physical tape, you know, pulling it out and watching it so many times. Obviously, it's a ra- it's an R movie. Like it's um, it's an R movie that doesn't feel I wonder like why it was R. Like it almost doesn't need to be an R movie and I wonder if that was like good for its box office performance or not. Like they say fuck like a few times but you could easily see this being a PG-13 movie. It right just a couple quick edits and it could be a uh, uh, you know a, a more heavy-handed kind of PG-13 but it doesn't have to be really. It's just a pulse pounding kind of action flick. Right. But um yeah, I watch this movie a ton and this was like the closest I had ever gotten to ever wanting to be a cop or anything adjacent to a cop because being on a SWAT team just looked so fucking cool. Oh yeah. I, w- I want to talk about, so the opening of this movie I thought was very, let's, cool. let's talk because about it, it. It completely threw me off because you, you go into this movie, it's called speed. You know, it's about a bus and the first five minutes of credits are just going up and down an elevator shaft, listing out every single person's name individually that was involved with this film. So I was like, every person did I throw on die hard on accident? What's that? No, that's Dennis Haber. What's happening. Um, and so I do like the opening sequence with the elevator rescue because it does kind of set up this somewhat ridiculous, uh, relationship between, uh, our main cop protagonist and this, crazy terrorist guy yeah um it it it, it, at least it it provides an arc there in terms of like he foiled him once now it's now it's a fucking saw game we're we're gonna torture you yeah it's it's a wild opening and that one just like like you said just the the first act you know this movie is broken out into three acts essentially Mm -hmm. um even though it's not the classic three arc structure it's it's elevator bus and then subway Oh, the, are the, are the I spots. thought the movie was over, and then it was thirty not more over. minutes of stuff. It's <laughs> not the end of this movie. <laughs> so yeah, like the the opening scene where 
you know, Keanu and Jeff Daniels are just being tactical badasses. Mm -hmm. That was just, I remember like making like a vest to like have like all my things (laughs) in it to like be a tactical SWAT guy. And I was like, this is so cool. It's a cool thing to be, you know, you're like rescuing people. You're defeating terrorists. They're, they're good guys. But it's like, so the, the plot starts to happen and it's like, Oh no, this, crazy guy set a bomb or whatever on an elevator and then like boom smash cut every cop in la descends upon this building it's like what in the world in what world would cops ever do this led by joe morton who's the scientist guy from terminator 2 connections big time connections right see this is why we do this and um yeah like so there's gonna be a lot of like uh uh cop talk uh that I'm that I'm going to talk about throughout this whole episode because oh, like the the response time and the just care that the police take throughout this whole movie is just like unheard of. Why mm-hmm. why would they ever respond so quickly? But um yeah, so I, I remember vividly having the 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 VHS and um you know putting it in and out and putting it in our VHS uh fast rewinder. Mm-hmm. We had one of those so I could watch it again. Um, I was obsessed with this movie. Wait, and, wait, wait. Just describe what a fast rewinder is. Okay, so first of all, a VHS tape is a physical media. It's you know about like an inch tall. We had VHS. I know what a VHS is. I don't know. You were born in ninety six, Joe. Ninety five. I was born in ninety four. The year of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So a fast rewinder is a separate device that is usually nested right next to your VHR. Mm-hmm. Um. And you pop it in and it rewinds it incredibly fast, faster than the, the VHR ever could. It's like if you if you work at the, the movie store, that's what you're doing down in the basement before you, you throw them back onto the shelves because uh, well, people need to watch speed. Right. Or, I mean, the, the thing you were supposed to do before you took the movies back to Blockbuster was be kind, rewind. Don't be an sense. asshole. Don't be an asshole. Return it the way you found it. So um, I, I remember doing that a ton. And this, mm-hmm. this is one of the, my first earlier memories of seeing a different actor or an, an actor playing a different role and my mind having to reconcile with that. Um, Jeff Daniels being the main one. So I'd, saw, I'd seen um, Dumb and Dumber a bunch of times before this and seeing him in this role, my yeah. brain had a hard time being like, oh, it's Harry from Dumb and Dumber. Probably could not be a more different performance, I imagine. It's, this is a way better performance, in my opinion, of, uh-huh. of Jeff Daniels. But uh, I remember a little me being like, hey, it's the guy from Dumb and Dumber. Uh, anyway, never mind. So that was that was one of the things I remember having to contend with in my young brain. Yeah, that's like a foundational thing for kids figuring out how movies work, I think, is like figuring out what an actor is and mm-hmm. how you can kind of be in multiple roles and be multiple people across multiple films. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here we are today with a with a sag after a strike and they're they're wanting more money and these kids are probably so confused growing up with these movies today because what, what are these actors doing i know uh, we, we we support the, the we record. stand we stand with sag yes for sure uh fuck you fuck you Bob Iger. no <laughs> definitely not um but yeah i love this movie so much uh the this uh, much akin to your quick review of t2 the soundtrack to speed slams it Tell goes so more. hard. Tell like it play it plays over and over again, similar to the T two theme. Mm-hmm. Just just that 
pulse pounding, just dun, 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 dun. It's really just like, I mean, like fast moving and it's good. By necessity, the middle part of this movie cannot slow down. So it is, we are constantly going. Yeah. Uh, except for like the small Jeff Daniels scenes where he's trying to like solve a mystery on the side mm-hmm. and not really sharing the screen with anyone else. I have thoughts about Jeff Daniels' character in this movie and the way his story arc <laughs> ends. <laughs> how it just explodes. Yeah, um, I love it. It's yeah, so how, crazy. How Keanu Reeves loses his best friend and then they're like cracking jokes on that bus five minutes later. <laughs> I um, know, it's so it's awful. insane. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, this movie moves at such a clip, um, but it's so much fun. It doesn't feel like an hour and a half, even though it totally is. Yeah. Um, three big chunks of 30 minutes, but hey, it's fun. Um, but anyway, so yeah, this movie was released June 10th, 1994. Uh, Joe, you were six months old. I think this, yeah, I think this falls into a specific window where like you at that age were slowly starting to like watch these more grown up movies. We, yeah. We kind of did this with Pulp Fiction as well. It's kind of that mid 90s range where I'm just getting born, but Justin's kind of like f- formulating uh, these like thoughts around like actiony pulpy films from the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Just coming into it. But yeah. So like kind of hitting back on like the theme of blockbusterness, mm-hmm. um, you know, this movie had a modest budget. Of like thirty ish thousand or thirty ish thirty ish million dollars, which thirty to thirty seven, right? But it cleaned up at the box office worldwide three hundred fifty million. Yeah, um, insane. And that's so like that is immediate like blockbuster, um, immediate into the tier, uh, mm-hmm. explosions everywhere. Top name, top billing uh, actors and stuff. And then um, it's, it's it's smack in the middle of summer, so like you get all the butts and seats. Yeah, we're we're kind of defining blockbuster here as butts and seats, big money, big big actors, big celebrities involved, big uh, visuals on screen, and um, big uh, I guess amount of popularity and impact on the culture. Yeah, this movie was talked about and you know uh, riffed on on late night like all the time, and it was just it was just the movie of that of or one of the movies of that summer. Yeah, and um, when you when you think about the impact of a movie like Speed, where you have this like terrorist character setting up a, a game for our protagonist to really solve, and it's life or death, you you really see that pop up in movies going forward. Like obviously, like the Saw franchise goes insane and body horrorish with it. But I also thought of um, Dark Knight and the scene where the Joker has the two ships kind of. Uh, pegged against each other in terms of like who's going to blow up who first i was really thinking about that this whole film yeah that the even the little prop mm-hmm. that that he has looks so many kill switches in this i know so like, many. what's what's it called like a dead man's switch or something where something like, like that you can't let it go or else it'll blow up yeah like a grenade kind of a thing mm-hmm. um one of those super cool but yeah so this movie was directed by jean dubon probably cool or uh, I just watched an interview and he obviously butchers it as just Jan DeBont. That's not it. Um, Jan Michael Vincent? <laughs> Jan, this January. Jan <laughs> Michael Vincent. This director also did 1996's Twister. Oh, fuck. Yes. Love and Twister. The year following in 1997 did the sequel Cruise Control. Right? <laughs> 1999 did The Haunting. Did you ever catch that with Catherine Zeta Jones, Liam Neeson? That's, that's based on The Haunting of Hill House? Correct. I did not, but I love the Netflix show from 2018. It's uh, 
not as good, um, but it's a fun <laughs> movie. It's a fun movie. And uh, one of the last big name, big things that uh, Jean Debon did was 2003's Angelina Jolie's Laura Croft. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> I, we, we grew up with Laura Croft Tomb Raider. Yeah, um, totally did that. So like, you're, we're familiar with this guy's yeah, work. Yeah, this guy's you know? got like kind of a crazy impact on like mid-90s, early 2000s ones, like action cinema. Yeah, just like easy cash in, just like big explosions, big stars doing the kind of thing. So yeah. even though I never knew uh, this guy's name, crazy. Um, but yeah, so st- stars Keanu Reeves, obviously a catalyst of sorts for him, you know, obviously coming into his own as uh, Neo in The Matrix. And then, of course, John Wick, like we mentioned, mm-hmm. and um, a couple other action things that he's done since then. But like without this movie, he wouldn't have booked you know the matrix and and so forth uh-huh. um this was a big maker for uh sandra bullock as well is this how early sandra bullock is this like what is she really in i guess while you were sleeping maybe before or after this uh maybe before this and i think also practical magic was uh, about the same time or before this a little before practical man yeah 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 she she's in some late 80s stuff in early 90s uh speed it looks like i'm looking at uh wikipedia speed leads into while you were sleeping mm-hmm. and then a time to kill then hope floats and then she's got like a lot of stuff in 99 and 2000 going into like miss congeniality she becomes more of like a household romantic man. comedy but like lots of physical performance uh, yeah in, like a comedy way she is great in this in this movie. She's so just like adorable. Great hair, great hair, great hair. Not a not a a lock out of place. She she gets the last line in the movie, and it's a sex joke. While Jeff Daniels's body is probably still smoldering, <laughs> still smoldering. <laughs> That's and right. Then this they movie kiss, and everyone on the street claps for them randomly. Yeah, it's so weird. They're not even at all concerned. I have uh, deep feelings about this movie, Justin. Yep, uh, I know. Let's get into it. Uh, Dennis Hopper, of course, and Jeff Daniels. Uh, a tight, you know, 116 minutes. Uh, Joss Whedon lent a big hand in writing a lot of the dialogue in this movie. Okay. And knowing that, and then on, upon this last rewatch, um, I can feel it. Uh, he definitely had a big hand in some of like the quippier things. You can tell if you're familiar with Joss Whedon's work. Um, I mean, and there's... it doesn't really stick. Like a Buffy element to it in terms of like action quippiness, though. Yeah, just like silly little lines. Uh, I'm sure he wrote the last line that he has with his face off with Dennis Hopper. I don't get it. Two hours talking about that line and what it means. So <laughs> yeah, but I'm taller. <laughs> can we? Can we? Can we Let's just diverge. Stop, stop the podcast? Stop the podcast. We're going to have a little bit of a corner here. Okay. Talking about uh, uh, Hopper talk. Hopper talk. So. Dennis Hopper, we're going all over the place with the plot. I'll give a plot description, but it ends with kind of like a Mission Impossible-esque showdown on top of a subway train between Dennis Hopper and Keanu Reeves. Dennis Hopper ultimately, they are lying horizontally on this train. Mm -hmm. Dennis Hopper says something like, but I'm like smarter or something like that. Yep, I'm smarter than you. Keanu Reeves maybe pushes him up a little bit so that his head is completely, his kappa is detated (laughs) from his shoulders. (laughs) by an overhanging like lamp thing yep you see it all like full full on like no head dennis hopper and then keanu says but i'm taller what What does this mean should we should we like reddit it right now speed does that mean he has longer arms like he is taller therefore i have longer arms therefore i can push you 
horizontally. The first result I get when I Google it is a Reddit thread called the one liner from the movie speed is driving me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild. This line is awesome, but what does his height have to do with it? He's lying down. If he was fatter, he'd have had an advantage. <laughs> this has been going through my head for weeks and is probably cripplingly obvious, but someone alleviate me. I beg you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. I get it. Give me. Do you want to know what it is? Yeah. It's because his head is chopped off. He's now shorter than Keanu Reeves. Oh, okay. I get it now. Wow. But I'm taller now because you're down ahead like a whole foot le- okay that that's doesn't mean that, that's bad writing that's Josh. a crazy thing to say i love that <laughs> um yeah that was a lot of the moments in that train sequence towards the end were moments that i was like gasping out loud mm. um and none more so than uh dennis hopper getting decapitated um <laughs> like that you don't you don't see it coming there's a lot of those like Oh God, like um, visceral over the top things that, like you said, like didn't need to go that far. The movie's His... sandwiched in that way. I mean, Dennis Hopper like stabs a guy in the ear when he Imme- hides him. immediately, yeah. like and that's in the first scene immediately. Like it didn't have to go that way. He could have just like had a silencer and a gun and just like took him out that way. Right. Didn't have to stab him in the ear. Jesus. You want to and... know like my main connection to this movie? Uh, is it? Oh, I know. It's the one lady. Helen on the bus from uh, Tu Wong Fu. Uh, I mean, yeah, Beth Grant is great uh, in this movie. Yeah. Uh, we have so many connections all across the board. But no, That's I was going to say my main one is Dennis Hopper because one of the major movies for whatever reason that we grew up watching was Waterworld. Have you seen it? Yes, I remember seeing Waterworld. With insane Dennis Hopper. That's the only movie I have ever seen with Dennis Hopper in it. And I've seen it probably 800 times. <laughs> he he plays such a good bad guy. This early so 90, great. The early 90s was like a good niche for him to play just outlandish, over-the-top bad guys. Mm-hmm. He was uh, uh, King Koopa in um, the Mario mm-hmm. Super Mario Brothers movie. Is that the main bad guy or is that different from Browser? Bowser. Browser. Uh, Browser. Uh, yeah, I think it is the same kind of thing as a Bowser... Uh, you know, equivalent. I don't know, but he's credited as King Koopa, I think. But yeah, he so like bad guy there, super bad guy in Speed, crazy bad guy in in uh, Waterworld, crazy so like crazy water bald headed pirate gangster in Waterworld. Yeah, one eye kind of a thing. I do remember that. Yeah, wild. He he is doing the absolute most yeah. in this movie, and it is incredibly off putting a like, lot of the times. Oh my god, like Moonstruck connections too. Like they took my hand. <laughs> Um, yeah, he's got this crazy purple hand because he's an ex-cop. Should I just do the plot description? What What are we leading up to here? Uh, I mean, we're jumping around so much. We're just jumping around. So yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, so also one this little thing, I know you'd love this, uh, won two Academy Awards. Ooh, tell me more. He They won for best sound mm-hmm. and best sound effects editing. I would, I believe it. And jo- sound, the sound categories have evolved in like the Academy histories right now. It's kind of like just best sound mm-hmm. uh, and maybe sound editing. It's gone kind of on and off. Um, but you- one of them, one of them is more about like, I think like how sound is portrayed in different environments, like underwater sound or like space sound and stuff like that. And another one is more like explosions and like uh, effects type sound. 
Yeah. Um, but they're not specifically about like music or anything like that. Sure. Yeah. Like the best sound is probably like best balance and stuff like that. Right. But mm-hmm. best sound mm-hmm. effects editing is like they made that explosion sound realistic. Or when he stabs him in the ear, it sounds like you're really stabbing a brain, you know? Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah, you, I I'm, I bet it comes up a lot in like creature films too. If like you get like a crazy alien movie where the aliens sound crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, that'll, that'll be cool. But yeah, no complaints with the sound in this movie. Uh, movie sounds great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's what they took home, uh, which is great. You know, it's just another good notch in the belt of just being just a great, Im- impressionable, uh, long-lasting um, blockbuster. I mean, that's, that's the thing when we talk about blockbuster movies is that they're usually like hits kind of across the board. So you think about like Top Gun Maverick from this past year, which made a billion and a half dollars and was like called like the the return of the big blockbuster nominated for multiple uh, academy awards including best picture you know so it's usually like a, a crossover hit in a way if you really want to define a blockbuster mm-hmm. the big ones are able to be cl- crowd pleasers but also like critically uh great as well so like you you have like top gun you have um mad max fury road took home like so many technical oscars uh, yeah as it should have. The movie fucking rules. Yeah, and these these movies help kind of craft the direction of 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 cinema in a way because the in a way all the, all the new tech all the big technical innovations with movies come in with these blockbusters, mm-hmm. right? Because they have the budget and they have you know the director and the vision to do these crazy visual and uh, sound things, and then other movies down the road can, can do that with these movies to like use them uh themselves so you, you yeah. think of movies like this you think of movies like lord of the rings you know uh coming up with crazy new ways to use uh practical effects uh, yeah so absolutely it, it's 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 really they 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 act as like checkpoints in the history of cinema in that way yeah definitely um you know it, it can it can be a dual edged sword at, at some points where like you can get to the point of oversaturation, mm-hmm. um, and you that's where you get like the big time summer flops or you know disappointments of, well we threw everything we had at this movie for some reason the the one that's jumping in my brain is Jupiter ascending I never saw it but mm-hmm. I know that it flopped hard but it was one of those things that it was like right in the middle of summer it had all these big names we threw all this technology at it it was the perfect launch date all this stuff and no one went to go see it because no one gave a fuck about it. Well, Jupiter Ascending is like a super uh, interesting example because that's a so that's a Wachowski's movie. That's the the Matrix. Look at the Matrix. Um, and so you have a movie like that, and you have a movie like Speed. Both are posed as big blockbuster movies, big budget, big uh, kind of action franchisey stuff. But what's the difference? Is that Speed is so easily understandable as a concept like you can summarize it in like two sentences yeah. and then they just roll with it whereas jupiter ascending is trying to build an entire new universe that we're maybe not uh aware of and Absolutely. you get that with like you get that with jupiter ascending you get that with cloud atlas you get that with like valyrian mm-hmm. uh, remember that movie yep um a lot of these movies that like kind of take place in space um space yeah. is tricky space can be tricky space uh, can be tricky unless you're james cameron and then you can whip out avatar um, just like it ain't nothing, you know. Well, I think the key when we, when we're talking about blockbusters is like kind of keep it centralized around a single theme. So this, when we talk about speed, it's more like it's revenge, and it's like this one problem he has to solve. And so we're we're kind of living in that world, and that way we can focus on the relationships between these characters because we are aware of the premise. Mm-hmm. Whereas in these more complicated movies, you're kind of figuring out the premise the entire time, the and whole so time. No room for the movie itself. Yep, it's wild. 
Um, so yeah, why don't you just go ahead and just, uh, since you got your nut up, let's go ahead and just do the plot. Um, just in the interest of just the movie and everything, um, I'm going to give you, if you go under 50 miles an hour, speak 50 words a minute. Um, no, we're not going to do that. How can we possibly measure that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you 50 seconds. Oh, okay. Okay. 50 seconds to do the plot. It's like speed pop pop quiz hotshot. You we got love a 50 theme. seconds. We love a theme. You got 50 seconds to give me the plot. You ready? Okay. All right. Uh, here we go. On your market set, go. Okay, Keanu Reeves plays a cop in LA in the 90s. His partner is Jeff Daniels. His boss is Joe Morton. They foil a plan of a terrorist uh, ex-cop guy who wants revenge on the cop industry for not paying him enough once. And then the cop uh, decides to get revenge on Keanu Reeves by planting a bomb on a bus that will go off if the bus driver drives below 50 miles per hour. Keanu Reeves somehow gets onto the bus and the bus driver gets shot. And so Sandra Bullock, one of the passengers, has to take over. So it becomes Keanu Reeves working with Sandra Bullock to keep the bus moving uh, through LA traffic and eventually into an airport while also trying to figure out how to get the passengers off without uh, Dennis Hopper trying to explode it. Um, they eventually figure out a way to like loop the camera that Dennis Hopper is watching so that uh, they can get passengers off without him noticing. But then he figures out, he takes Sandra Bullock hostage and then it all comes into a showdown on top of a train uh, where they kill Dennis Hopper and uh, they kiss at the end and Jeff Daniels dies. <laughs> yes, amazing. Nobody died. You managed to foil the uh, amount of people who die attempting to save the people on this bus maybe outweighs saving the people on this bus. You would think, right? Um, what is that like a 20 person SWAT team that just gets uh, blown up immediately? Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, there's that. Um, there's a couple casualties on the bus itself. Who knows the, the fallout from the, the uncom incomplete, uh, Subway track at the bottom, you know, there, there's some, something there. What is that? What, what, where were they? Is nothing complete in LA? Like that is the, that is the prevailing theory, right? You know, people who are from LA are going to see that and be like, ha, huh, classic, you know, he can't break the train. Like he can't get it to stop. And so his, of course, like going by the movie's title, Keanu's uh, strategy is to speed it up, baby. We're going to crash through <laughs> into what? <laughs> I was really, you know what? This movie would be perfectly at home with having another cheesy one-liner at the very end as he goes and like pushes the accelerator forward. It's just, we need more junk speed. <laughs> We're going to crank it up to 50 miles an hour. <laughs> and Sandy Bullock's in the back just like, no, not 50 miles an hour. So the bus, the train can't take it. Let me just get my gripes with this plot out of the way and then we can talk about, you know, how fun this movie is. Yeah. There's no reason that the terrorist, Dennis Hopper, should want this bus to explode if it goes beneath 50 miles an hour. That goes against his plan. Why not just, like, put a bomb on the bus and let Keanu Reeves know? Obviously, we wouldn't have a movie, but there's no reason for it to have a speed element. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. <laughs> Um, it's just like additional complication, you know, that like didn't need to happen. Okay. So yeah, you're right. That is a big gripe. And so this movie takes the play, takes place over the course of two days or like a day and a half, barely. Right. Is it? Right. You so mean like, like with like the opening elevator sequence and stuff or actually, no, it's probably, it probably, I don't know how much time between the elevator sequence, the, um, the ceremony, the, the police ceremony that uh -huh. they go to. And then 
um, the next morning after the ceremony is the bus chase and the subway thing. Oh yeah, that's that's probably like a few months. Yeah, you think so? You have the opening. It's like a few months because Jeff Daniels is like healed. First of all, <laughs> in the elevator sequence, I thought it was really fun. Again, like you get like that contained sequence where it's like, how are we going to solve this problem? We have to get these people off of this elevator before it plummets and he blows the elevator, right? And so they kind of get them off. There, there's got to be some sort of phobia associated with like elevator doors slicing you in half. Chopping you in half, yeah. It's very much what happens as they're trying to get these people off. It's like slowly falling and the gap is getting smaller and smaller. And this one lady has is like frozen and she can't really get off. And you think like, are they about to chop this lady in half? Like, is that going to be the opening of Speed? Uh, it is rated R. They already stabbed a guy in the brain. So like, why not? It, it ultimately ends with Keanu and Jeff Daniels realizing that Dennis Hopper's still in the building. Uh, They don't know where the terrorist is, but they they realize for some reason that like he's probably watching them. He's keeping an eye on things. They find out where he's hiding. Dennis Hopper takes Jeff Daniels hostage. And then it starts this whole theme between them where Keanu and Jeff are like, shoot the hostage to like get out of it. There's not really a whole lot of payoff with that one, but Keanu does shoot Jeff Daniels in the most inconvenient spot on his body. Close to his femoral artery. Close uh, to his femoral artery. That like, is the one spot you're not supposed to shoot someone. <laughs> He's like immediately bleeding out of his thigh. Um, yeah. For some reason, this causes uh, uh, Dennis Hopper to like not kill him and just drop him instead, which just like go limp next time. Um, but yeah, <laughs> you, you need some time for that to heal, I think, because during the like metal ceremony, he's kind of walking. So I'd say a few months. And he then... has a yeah, he has a limp. He has a cane. So, yeah, probably a few months. But like it plays out that like they foiled him the one day with the elevator. And then like a day later or a couple days later, he's rigged this elaborate bomb. After let's note completely blowing up a separate bus with people on it. Like that's, that's already happened. That's kind of just the the thing he does to get Keanu's attention. And then he calls a payphone, which is such a cool image. Whenever someone like calls a payphone in a city mm-hmm. and like, you just know it's for me. I have to pick that up. Yeah, because um, no one else is around. How do you call a payphone anyway? How do you um, know? You got to be in the mainframe. This guy's a hacker. He's a hacker, um, man. And so he he calls Keanu, and this is the part where, like, if I was Keanu, I just wouldn't be able to do this because he's like, you have to locate this bus and get on it. <laughs> and then there's a really fun sequence where Keanu kind of hijacks this guy's car, and they have to chase down this bus. It hasn't even gotten above 50 miles per hour yet, so the bomb's not activated. Like, yeah. he, they could have just, like, slowed it down. Again, that's Shoot out the tires. wrong with his plan. Like, what if they never went above 50? He would just probably remote detonate it anyway just to be a butthole, but, like... Right, that's the whole thing here is, like, just have the remote detonation. Obviously, not an entertaining movie. I, I'm not going to, like, go crazy with that. But, like, but, he like, could have just shot out the tires and be like, oh, well, they're not going to go uh, anymore. It is, it is really funny to think, like... Like, yes, this is what he has to do in order to convince this bus driver that he's not a crazy person and that there is a bomb on his bus. While also, you can't slow down to figure out what's happening. Right. And so, it's... 
the first thing he does is like they write like bomb on bus and just kind of throw it at the window and it lands perfectly. And then they're able to have like a scream conversation uh, in between the two. Maybe that's 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 where the the sound Academy Award comes in. Is like there's a lot of like screaming during movement that happens, and you can hear yeah. everyone super well. But like the 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 line that he's yelling prior to riding bomb on bus, <laughs> he's trying to have the conversation with the bus driver like in the next lane over, and he's like, "I'm a cop." He, <laughs> and it's he like, looks good and sounds you. like a crazy person. Like, good for you. You're a cop. Whatever, dude. Fuck off. Yeah. There's a bomb on your bus. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, what? Oh, my God. It's like, so what crazy. does that mean? I'm um, a cop. There's a bomb on your bus. Great. And then, like, you get a moment when he finally gets on the bus where <laughs> one of the guys tries to shoot him, accidentally shoots the bus driver. That kind of puts Sandra Bullock into... Sandra Bullock, by the way, is a, a passenger on this bus. She's just kind of down on her luck. She, 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 Her car's been impounded or whatever because she was speeding speeding <laughs> she's got so many one-liners in this movie while they're all dying she they're is great. actively flirting with keanu reeves which who among us you know would not right yeah. i know but like come on read the room sandy mm-hmm. read mm-hmm. the room um and so she kind of takes over as the driver and then it becomes you can tell how like the concept is really cool on paper like we've done like hostage negotiation situations and stuff like Die Hard. Let's put it all on a moving situation. So like the the cops literally have to surround this bus to talk to Keanu Reeves and like shout through the window because this bus cannot slow down. Yeah. And so I was talking with Jonathan about like, if this was real life, like how would we actually slow down this bus? You have to like, what, like set up some sort of like really fast treadmill situation and get the bus to ride onto it. So it thinks the wheels are moving um, and then you guys just jump off. But then all of that is foiled by the fact that Yes, Dennis Hopper's watching them the entire time. Yeah, he would just be like, oh, very funny. Ha-ha. Just blow him up. And he has a special pre-bomb in the doorway <laughs> to blow up just one person who goes under the wheels uh, very quickly. <laughs> See, like this could have turned into a, a, a saw situation where he put bombs under like every seat. Right. Like, and just start blowing people up just individually. No one can even get up. Um, but no, they're, they're playing by Air Force One rules. I mean, you got to kill a couple people in the hostage situation, but most people are going to get out. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, R.I.P. Helen. Um, uh, Beth. Uh, Beth. What? Beth Gravy. Beth. Beth, Beth Grant. Grant. Beth Grant. Grant. Doing her best. Um, Doing great. She got what she deserved, though. Yeah. Maybe um, don't try to get off the bus, Helen. I mean, like, did no one else tell the other cops, like, on the the on ramp? They are thing? actively saying, like, "Helen, get off the bus." And she's like, like "They're calling." Are they not aware of the situation? See, and that's and that's strike seven for the cops here. You know, they just uh, made me so mad, so mad. But um, yeah, so I wanted to talk about real quick, and we've kind of danced around this a little bit of like what makes this movie specifically a blockbuster. Mm-hmm. And you know, we talked about you know our definition of how we're talking about what a blockbuster is. But yeah, so this movie was specifically expected to fail. Like it's an outlandish concept, like. Keanu Reeves, like the guy from Bill and Ted is going to lead this, like whatever. Was it like a tax write-off? Yeah, right. Um, and it was kind of like written off as like a diehard retread because it kind of was. Yeah, uh, yeah the, I can definitely see that. The writer and director were obviously inspired by that movie, but they're like, so we love that like, you know, cat and mouse kind of game, definite protagonist against an antagonist kind of just like beefing it mm-hmm. in a building. But like, what if we put that on a moving vehicle and then they were just off to the races and, and it writes itself. 
yeah, history uh, uh, is is written from there. Uh, instead, you know, it turned Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock into superstars. I I do like about this movie how there there are certain scenes where it fully takes advantage of the fact that like we are on a moving bus and there are problems that come with that. So it starts with like. They're speeding through traffic, whatever, it's fine. They get onto the side streets. Okay, it's fine. We're like knocking off uh, side mirrors of cars as we go past them. Totally it's, fine. We're going, we're going, it's moving. We're going to like get to like this construction zone where there's no other cars and we can just like go for a few miles and figure this out. Yep. There's a turn that happens that they have to make. It's like coming up in a mile and a half. It's like a 90 degree turn and they're going 50 miles an hour and Sandra Bullock's immediately like, this bus is going to fucking tip over. And so... Me in the audience, I'm like, how are they going to make this turn, right? Because it, it is a full, like, uh, city bus, and those things are wobbly. And then Keanu, of course, saves the day, comes up with, everyone get onto this side of the bus. Uh, we're going to use our body weight to freaking physics this shit. Um, and the way they film it is great, because it's, like, it's almost wobbling as Sandra Bullock is, like, really turning that wheel, and Keanu has to run over to, like, help her really turn the wheel uh and everyone's kind of like almost teetering and then it like uh tilts back and forth and then we're good and everyone's cheering and then immediately we figure out two miles down the road this highway fucking ends we're gonna have to make a jump (laughs) (laughs) and that's where okay so like that that uh sequence the with the hard right turn that is physics done moderately correctly i i bet that you can make that happen to make up for the scenes to come to make up for the scenes to come because like his logic is we're gonna jump it like what how how big is that gap it's like 50 feet like longer than the bus like i I love that like they make a point of showing that this bus only goes up to 70 miles an hour so like that's the that's the peak that we are going over this jump which (laughs) it's not like jumping from a higher point to a lower point they specifically show it's like a level but they say it like the line prior to that shot, which is just so bad. They're like, it's o- it's an overpass. So maybe there's like an incline. There's not it's no incline. It's flat as fuck. The way that they film it, like right as the bus goes over the edge, they're going like 70. It's they're, they're flooring it. Sandy's flooring it. It literally like tilts back. Uh, yeah. I don't know how it does that. <laughs> and then they land it. And it's amazing. So for physics, they should have said, okay, we're going to floor it. Everyone to the back of the bus. That's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. That, that's what they should have done. They Missed opportunity. Like Treat it like a boat. Um, but yeah, so physics out the window. Fuck that. But okay, so um, we're going to jump into Keanu talk. So this role that he took on of uh, Officer Jack Traven or whatever, spurned kind of a new type of hero, a more realistic everyman type mm-hmm. kind of started with uh, Bruce Willis in Die Hard. Yeah. Um, a little more human as well as more of like an attainable physique. Yeah. They're kind of these like working class guys. They're not necessarily like Rambo steroids cutting the people down. And yeah. And then, so like in that scene when he's doing the turn and he has to help her out the shot of his forearms it looks real good. Looks real good. And can we talk about his forearms for a second? I have a note that's at the bottom, but we're talking about his forearms. That scene is the first one and you see it and they're just like chiseled yeah. and sweaty. And then uh, when he goes under the bus yep. and he gets trapped and he's trying to pull back up yep. and he's just like Captain, Amer- Captain American himself up. He's doing like a pull against gravity and stuff. And like yeah. Friction. Yeah. But again, his arms, specifically his forearms, ripped his shit. Keanu looks really good in this movie. He looks really good in this movie. His hair looks really good in this movie. The, I mean, th- 
this put those two alone without the speeding bus and explosions and everything like this movie would make billions yeah you get the lake house and it did make billions did it yeah oh that's right it didn't, i forgot about that it didn't that we we do have to recognize that speed is the start of the keanu sandra duology um uh, that ends with the lake house apparently ryan told me this she she looked it up uh they had a crush on each other on Aww, shut up yeah who told you who told her? I have no idea. Nuh-uh. <laughs> but fucking adorable. Um, but yeah, so the the three acts structure, you know, not traditional, but it's like we're in the elevator, we're going to the bus, we're going to the subway is so insane but fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I love it so much. But like, it all includes a runaway something. It is like we're gonna take these three maybe biggest forms of transportation in a city. And like, fuck them up. Like, yep. how, how far can we push this? Like, I've, we're going to escape this bus <laughs> and it's still going to run directly into a, the airplane. largest airplane you've ever seen. It's such a big goddamn airplane and it's going to be blown to smithereens. I'm like, sure I wanna... no one was on the airplane. I know, right? It's <laughs> how could they have known? Maybe not. But uh, I want to see the whiteboard sessions of the writers and stuff of like, what else could we make go out of control like escalator you know no 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 that's crazy so that you, know the, <laughs> you know the story with james cameron making the the alien sequel where uh so uh he's hired to make the alien sequel he comes into the, the pitch room or whatever and he just writes alien on the board and then he puts an s at the end and puts dollar signs through it uh and so that's why the title is aliens and it's basically like that's like the simplest concept you can find on a whiteboard, and it it makes billions, right? Uh, I would love to see them like storyboarding out speed, and it's like we need something for the end of this movie. Someone just draws the most basic airplane <laughs> at the end on this runway that the, the runaway bus, no one driving it, just has to run directly into <laughs> to create the biggest explosion you've ever seen. I would love to see and follow up on that joke of. <laughs> They're like, all right, Jean Dubon, you did great with speed. We want you to make the sequel. We don't have a name for it yet. So whiteboard session, he writes speed on the board. And then he writes S with the dollar You can do it with so many sequels. Terminators. Toy Stories. But speeds. (laughs) (laughs) What does that even mean? (laughs) oh man okay so all right all right reeling it back in that's great i fucking love it we'll talk about the sequel here in a second but all right so when this movie hit theaters it knocked out the flintstones movie that was in theaters at the time oh gas wow as well as it hit this the 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 theaters at the same time as city slickers 2 the legend of curly's gold what what's what's the what's the deal with city slickers billy crystal right bringing it it back around is it modern times and they're like city people and they go to a ranch or is it in like 1800s? It's the first one. It's great. Uh, I, I saw the first one a couple times, but I've seen the second one a bunch and it's amazing. It's hilarious. It's classic um, Billy Crystal comedy. It's, it's delightful. It's a hole in my culture. We may need to cover it. Yeah, it's got Dan Stearns uh, oh, from Home Alone, guy. Home Alone as well as John Lovitz and it's hilarious. That's an unbeatable team. It's great. They, they play a great trio. Um, but yeah, this movie fucking moves at a fast clip. There's very few dips in action and momentum. Like you said, like the Harry scenes where he's trying to solve the mystery. Like I would have loved a little more of that. 
right. instead of just like, we got to find him. I think he's a cop. And they're like, I found it. He's a cop. Like you said, apart from the opening, Jeff Daniels kind of filmed his scenes for this in like three days, uh, yeah. separate from everyone else. Uh-huh. And then he, he, his whole point of the story is figuring out like who Dennis Hopper is, which turns out to be this old disgruntled cop because they figure out like, the trigger for the bomb on this bus is this old watch that he got for like retiring and they, they didn't give him enough of his pension or whatever. Um, and he, he lost his hand um, <laughs> and uh, he didn't get paid enough. And so now he's like, I want a very specific amount of three point whatever million dollars. And it's just like, dude, just round which up. I'm going to disappear. What, what's the plan here? He didn't have, he didn't think it all the way through and that's what makes him a flawed villain. But like, Ask for five million, dude. Right. Shit, round it up to ten. It's almost you're, harder to get you like a decimal point here. Yeah, you're you are causing way more trouble for me to try and get three point seven million dollars. Like I got to go to another bank, right? Because you want non sequential big bills, like dude. Come on. When he says, "Okay, okay," talking shocker. When talking he shocker. says non sequential bills, yep. what does that mean? So each uh, printed dollar bill uh, uh not even dollar like 10 whatever paper bill is printed with a serial number on it uh-huh that's so you know that you have this one specific dollar was created for this purpose and it's in sequential it's order paper yes okay. and it's in sequential order um to be distributed out into the world but if you that means he wants non-sequential so it's harder to track so if he goes to spend that money somewhere and the the banks or whatever read it and they're like oh we got like seven bills in a row that are sequential and they're like hmm that's suspicious wow you know that's but but it's also kind of dumb because it takes a long time to kind of do that but anyway we're in a cashless society bitcoin dogecoin whatever there's like Uh, a a tertiary plot of like some random cop underling having to go to 30 banks in three hours to figure out like non-sequential bills (laughs) guy's money and he's just like waiting in line because there's like an old lady trying to cash her cuts to him every half hour like some wacky things happening (laughs) (laughs) he spills his coffee in the car and he's like well now i gotta deal with this there's like a dog chasing him (laughs) big big time mailman vibes i love it um (laughs) but yeah so this score absolutely slaps it's burned into my memory i love it so much just like you love the t2 Mm -hmm. uh, theme Okay, so let's talk for a second about the disastrous sequel. This that sequel. Uh, so for comparison, Speed has like a 94 percent approval I, rating on. Yeah, I was on Rock very happy to see that. Like very well received critically. Which it's hard to kind of pick apart, other than like thinking critically. um, other than logic and physics logic physics uh, critical thinking that kind of stuff but the sequel cruise control speeds to cruise control is at four percent and it just got eviscerated what a drop off because it is a retread uh essentially uh and keanu doesn't even cut back Mm -hmm. it's jason patrick and everyone's like who the fuck right why do i know that name who is jason patrick I don't know. He did this movie, and then I stopped caring. Is he, like, the main action guy in Cruise Control? Yeah, so, like, the start of the movie, like, uh, Keanu, it's a throwaway, throwaway line. Like, Sandra Bullock and Keanu break up because he has an outlandish, adventurous lifestyle, and she can't handle it. So she needs to break up with him. He was bad she, in bed. He, he, right? He's, he's bad in bed. He's a bad influence. He's a bad apple. She's like, I need a vacation. 
with my new boyfriend, Jason Patrick. Mm-hmm. It turns out he is just as adventurous, thrill-seeking. He's like an ex-cop or is a cop or something like that. But they go on a cruise ship and um, not Dennis Leary. Who's Green Goblin in Spider-Man, the first one? Uh, um, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe is the villain. I mean, and he's got like a blood disease. And excellent. He's, he's got like a blood disease where he's got to like put leeches on his body. It's weird. Wow. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, and yeah, like the, the cruise ship is going like a couple knots faster than it needs to. And so, it's, it's wild. Sandra's not connected to the villain. She just happens to be in another like speed velocity. Can't believe related. it. <laughs> she, she's like, this again. <laughs> not this again. She How goes up to like the, the helm or whatever. And she's like, I guess I'll drive. And the captain's yeah. like, get the fuck out of here. She's like, no, I've done this before. Guys, like, I, I know care. exactly what to do. Where is he recording us? <laughs> Let's go to the nearest bridge. It's like, man, that's not how traveling on a boat works. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to flip this boat. <laughs> it just becomes take... Poseidon. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, um, the, the guy with the Jaguar uh, shows up again in, in Speed 2. He also gets... Uh, commandeered. He has like a speedboat or something that Jason Patrick has to commandeer, and he's See, same thing of just like not again. That's fun. That's what I want in a sequel. Yes, but I also saw that movie a ton as a kid mm-hmm. uh, in 1997, probably the year after 98, when it came to the dollar theater that was around the corner from the apartment that we were living in at the time. Okay, and, and it was a dollar theater, so I would save up my quarters or whatever and i would go to the theater all the time Just i saw whimsical childhood alert what the hell I, me and like a couple other kids from the the complex we would walk through like you know the woods to the other side where the dollar theater was and we would go watch speed 2 i watched speed 2 a ton there i watched liar liar there a bunch that's and cool. i watched the first austin powers there oh a that's ton. So great those are the three movies that i saw so much at Little that in the dollar theater uh but yeah, Speed 2 Cruise Control has a special place in my heart only for that reason, but it that movie does fucking suck. <laughs> do you think do you think the writer or advertising person who came up with the title Cruise Control just like had a thought bubble one time and then had to get up, go outside and like hold their head between their legs and like throw up a little bit because they realize they're about to make billions off of this title? Honey, get the studio on the line. I've got an idea. Buy, buy the four bedroom. We're doing buy. it. We're doing it now. Go ahead, buy it. Like we're having another kid. I don't care what they. I don't care what the doctors say. We're gonna do it. We're gonna cure your mom. Um, <laughs> cruise control, baby. Cruise control. I know. And then, know. and then I'm gonna pitch him on the third one. Speed three, check engine light. <laughs> Speed four, low wiper fluid. <laughs> That's amazing. What else we could do with this? Uh, speed five. Uh, uh, you left your gas tank. Oil change. change. It takes place on an oil tanker that doesn't move. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. And, and, but it's in like the Middle East. So like. Yes. Political. Interne- pol- yeah. Very post 9-11 movie. That's very, right. Very like broadly received. Very divisive. <laughs> I love it. And then that's where it peters out. And then they do a, re- a hard reboot. Oh. And they, they like, call it speed again. Yeah. Speed again, or like speed the prequel, where it's like just fast. Sp- yeah. 
reverse yep. speed. It becomes a time travel movie. And then 10 years later, they do another retread where it's the, the history of Dennis Hopper's character, wow. right? It's the coming of the, the villain kind of thing. Kind of like what they're doing with Wonka, you know? So it's, oh my God, his name is Howard Payne. This writes itself. Payne. Payne. <laughs> The Speed Reborn remix. It's it's called House of Pain. <laughs> and it's it starts with this intense indie drama about this cop and his family. And it's like, yeah, it's a hard hitting family drama. <laughs> and he, you know, there's crying, there's tears, there's breaking. And it's like, my thumb, I lost my oh, hand. My head. He just slowly becomes more and more like addicted to bombs as the film goes on. He's got a weird relationship with like explosions in this movie. There's like a monologue oh, that he has where he's like, it's somewhat of like a cleansing fire type thing. He's like, the world will go down in fire. <laughs> I will build the biggest bomb. What's, and- what's the point of making the bomb if you don't blow it up? <laughs> This dude hates edging. Like he can't this wrap guy, his head around the concept. This guy figured out like uh, what's what's the what's the concept with like nuclear stuff? It's like deterrence. He uh-huh. hates that so much. He wants yeah. everyone to fire the bombs Blow immediately. Up. You got to use it, or else if you don't use it, you lose it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he heard that at a very young age, and you know he comes back around. And House of Pain's uh, uh, jump around is the slowed down version for the trailer. It's amazing. Tyler we'll call Hollywood. Tyler Perry's House of Pain. <laughs> oh, there you go. Do a flip it. Yeah, there you go. I love it. Um, uh, iconic, okay. iconic lines and scenes. There's so many one-liner so insane quips, um, but there's some really good ones in there. Obviously, that stands out uh, is Pop Quiz Hot Shot, um, which uh-huh. is uttered by Jeff Daniels at the beginning, but... Dennis Hopper is hearing it and he uses that later to be like, hey, hey, I was listening to you. It's more than just the one. Line. Every time a character says pop quiz, hot shot, they proceed to give a pop quiz with like multiple answers and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's like it's it very on the spot improv. It's kind of nice. You love and to see it. Yeah. We, we forget that like when Dennis Hopper's character is beheaded, there's actually two one liners that come after it. There's obviously like, but I'm taller, which we now understand. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then he gets back down into the train car with Sandra Bullock and she's like, what happened to the guy? And he's like, he lost his head or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is that's all I want out of this movie. He's just full of riz at yeah. that point. He's like, he I did it. at this time. He's like, what are we going to do next? You know, he's, okay. uh, he's, he's riding the high. Um, and word for word, the last line of this movie after they crash this train and it's just them in this train card is, them talking about dating and Sandra Bullock says, I guess we'll have to base it on sex then credits. And he's like, like a rock yeah. song credits as yeah. they're like laughing and kissing. Yeah. Just, you know, just taking in the morning that they just had. What a morning. Do you think everyone who first saw this in theaters had like the breakfast club freeze frame walkout when they uh, left? I hope so. Um, yeah. I hope so. Like that is great. I am just writ like just, ready for the day rousing i am aroused in the morning Um, yeah right the uh let's see so yeah sandra bullock's introduction to this movie is so cute she is so endearing and um she grounds this movie emotionally and i think this Mm -hmm. last go around you know she has a lot of the real reactions to a lot of the stuff uh, that happens because of the fucking baby carriage scene oh my god her reaction to that is so good um which like when has someone ever put soup cans into a baby carriage? 
That's just a down on your luck. She LA. She has killed an infant. And no, it's just soup cats that we ran into back there, which thank God. But um, like, yeah, her reaction is just so like amazing, she relatable. It. She sells it. And she you think like, it. fuck, is she about to just slow down this bus and kill everyone? No, yeah. she, she is flooring it the whole time on this. Like, I guess I'm killing a baby. Yeah. Um, don't get dead is such like a weird thing for Mac, the police leader, whatever to say. Mm-hmm. But that is obviously like a Joss Whedonism yeah. kind of thing. It's just like, what's a fun way to say, like, don't get yourself killed. Don't get dead. And it's. He, it. he seems like a good boss. I mean, overall. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> the, one of the last lines he's like, you know, maybe I'll give you the rest of the day off. Ha, it, ha, it's ha. very much like this is the Joe Morton character who's also in Trans. Uh, not Trans. God. Terminator. Um, it's very much like he'll step into a scene like right after Keanu Reeves does something crazy and he'll just kind of like shake his head like Keanu, like you crazy man. Um, and that's the vibe for the entire movie, even as like these crazy terrorist things are happening. Right, yeah, they're just so nonchalant about it. And that's what really makes me hate the cops so much in this movie. It's just <laughs> because they uh, they are incredibly inept. The cops and-, and the press are like actively trying to kill the people on this bus. Yeah. It's it's wild, but yeah, uh, Joe Morton's mustache uh, fucking rips. Uh, love it so much, yeah. and um, the Keanu uh, obnoxious gun chewing gum chewing in the beginning drives me bonkers. Mm-hmm. But it plays to his character of just like I'm just like a wild card. He's got it. this like hot shot vibe. You can tell he's maybe like the youngest one there as part of this SWAT team, but like. He's confident for a reason. Like he's fucking good at this job. This is what he's meant to do. Yeah. Um. And so he, he's got very protagonist vibes. Yeah. Justin, that's great. We, we are going so out of order here. Mm-hmm. Um. Should we queue up the trailer for this movie and then talk cocktails real quick? Yeah. Let's do that. Let's let's do some talk cock and then uh, we'll hit this. <laughs> we'll hit this trailer. Let's do some cocktails. All right. Pop quiz. Airport. Gunman with one hostage. He's using her for cover. He's almost to a plane. You're a hundred feet away. What do you think? Shoot the hostage. What? Go for the good wound and he can't get to the plane with her. Clear shot. You're deeply nuts, you know that? And then that stuck with him. He's like, well, I'm going to shoot you near your nuts, so better watch out. All right, gentlemen, what we have here are 13 passengers in an express elevator. Bomb's already taken out cables. Bomber wants $3 million or he blows the emergency brakes. Anything else that'll keep this elevator from falling? Uh, The basement. He can strike anywhere. Anytime. Will the mystery guest please sign in? Why are they messing with me? Do they think I'm doing this for fun? <laughs> for LA cop Jack Traven. Tell me again, Harry. Why did I take this job? Oh, come on, 30 more years of this, you get a tiny pension and a cheap gold watch. Cool. The game began. Very exciting, Jack. <laughs> Some close calls, huh? When someone put the city of Los Angeles to the ultimate test. Pop quiz, hot shot. There's a bomb on a bus. Once the bus goes 50 miles an hour, the bomb is armed. If it drops below 50, it blows up. What do you do? What do you do? Now. Are you insured? Yeah, why? He's the only solution. We just got a ransom demand from your terrorist. Says he's rigged the city bus. Where's Jack? Where do you think? Stay on or get off. Get off. 
is much better. Everybody hold on! trigger aimed at your head, what do you do? What do you do? Speed. Get ready for rush hour. Yeah, that was speed six rush hour. <laughs> rush hour traffic. Oh no. That's a pretty great trailer. Um I I wonder if people are confused by the elevator of it all. Cause like that's very much the opening scene of this movie. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think the one thing I wanted to kind of make a reoccurrence in the movie is like him shooting the hostage. Like I, I fully expected him to like when Sandra Bullock is taken hostage at the end of this movie and they're kind of in the subway. I wanted that to come up like one more time. Like, am I going to shoot Sandra Bullock in the arm or something to get like that would have been badass. Well, I think um, he, I think Dennis Hopper says it. He's like, I don't think you're going to shoot her. Yeah, they do kind of they address that a little bit. Yeah, there. just like, little. you're not you're not going to shoot this one after you shot Jess Daniels. Yeah, which who's already blown up. He's still smoldering across town. Daniels is actively burning as the credits roll at the end of this movie. I want everyone to know that. (laughs) Like they can't get into the house in time to get his body like that shit's burning. Well, like they said, uh, or uh, Dennis Hopper said, he's like, um, like they they pick you up with the mop. You know, there's there's no pieces there. Yeah, Yeah, he's gone. He's gone. Make make peace with your God. Um, real quick, I want to talk about the ineptitude of the police officers in this movie, just because I feel like it is my duty. Um, yeah, the, the, the showing up on the scene of, you know, a seemingly innocuous, uh, uh, hijacking of an elevator is insane. Every cop in LA shows up. Um, the, the cops on the freeway are just, you know, out of the loop. They have no idea what's going on. And that's what gets hell. That's part of what gets Helen killed. Part of it is, is her own, um, ineptitude hell but, panics and you can't panic in speed there is no panic in speed there's no p-a-n or i or c in the word speed so get out of here <laughs> <laughs> um uh let's see where else are cops terrible they're just terrible throughout this whole movie um yeah the the bomb squad just going in there just insane uh without sending in like a bomb squad or something like like it's crazy the terrorist is an ex-cop yeah like All we you got should, is a watch yeah, you should know better. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this movie is bonkers, uh, but I love it so much. Um, cheers to you, Joe. Um, all right, so this is this is what I got here. This is a beer in a glass, mm-hmm. but uh, I have a little sidecar with it, which I'm calling the Wildcat Bomb. Okay, you love a sidecar. Tell me more. I mean, uh, so this is it's like a purple drink. It's vodka. Blue Curacao, um, grenadine, and cranberry juice to make it purple. Because I, by some kind of Mandela effect, I misremembered the logo on her um, sweater of the University of Arizona being purple, but okay. it's not. It's gray. Um, 
But my brain wanted it to be purple, so I made a purple drink to go. It's purple if you want it to be purple. It's purple in my heart. It's purple in here where it counts. It's speed, baby. Yeah, and that's how it goes. And that's the wildcat bomb. So I'm gonna drop it in here and and drink it while you introduce your beverage. Okay. Um, I'm calling mine the cheap gold watch. It's uh, Lilit Blanc, triple sec, lemon juice, brandy, uh, spiced pear liqueur, and then topped with ginger ale. And so good lord, there's definitely like a gold aura to it. But the little twisty I have here is that I have a secondary container that I am topping off this cocktail with because I have marked off the. 50% uh, mark on this cocktail. If it gets below 50, we will die. And I'll have to drink the entire drink. I love it. We love a bit. We love a theme. I cannot take credit for this drink at all. It was fully Jonathan's uh, idea. Even on his sick deathbed, he came up with that idea. Yeah, he was like, you're going to do this. I love it. He's stepping up his game. I'm, I'm so proud of him. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, I, it, it's tasty. It tastes like an apple pie. That's amazing. You'll have to make that for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't wait to sit to see the the recipe and do it myself. Um, but yeah, that's that's our that's our drink corner. Uh, that's the Wildcat Fizz and the Cheap Gold Watch. Um, <clears throat> another fun thing that Ryan pointed out to me is uh, by the time we get to the end of the movie, she's like, "How many insane explosions are we going to see?" This is like that thing where everything is cake, but in this movie, everything's a bomb. <laughs> The elevator, the bus, the, the house, stairs. Annie was a bomb the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> the reveal, so crazy. It's like it's like Fight Club. How there's like a, a Starbucks cup in every scene. Like there's a bomb in every scene of this movie. Yeah, if you if uh, blink and you miss it. <laughs> Can you find the bomb? <laughs> uh, yeah, you couldn't make this movie uh, again post nine eleven. Um, just because they say bomb and terrorist a whole bunch. They just anyway. say bomb and terrorist a lot. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Joe, so here we are. Um, towards the end games, do you have any final thoughts about speed? I. It's always been on my radar. Um, I'm glad it was so well-received in its time. I'm, I, I think you can clearly see it as like a turning point in terms of like contained like stressful situations let's see how far we can ramp it up like you have die hard leading into this and then we talked about how you have this movie leading into uh more really great action sequences going forward and so like you can you can really see the ripple effects of this one yeah it's great um did you have a good time with it did the household have a good time with it we did um especially in the uh subway sequence towards the end where i feel like the 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 bombs the the violence the one liners all get kind of ramped up to an eleven. They're just like we got to throw all this shit in, wrap this up. Yeah, um, it gets insane. All logic goes out the window. He's like, I got to speed this up. There's a turn coming. We're just gonna jump the rails. Fuck it. We're gonna uh, fully decapitate this man. And then when we're done, Sandy, you and me, we're gonna fuck. It's gonna, gonna be amazing. Kiss. We're gonna kiss Everyone so hard and everyone's gonna watch. <laughs> it's amazing. All right, Joe. Here we are. We're at the end games. Um, we're going to play a game, uh, and it's going to be so much fun. Oh, God. You better buckle up. If there's a speed. Pop quiz, hot shot. Speed! All right, Joe, we're playing pop (laughs) quiz, hot shot. (laughs) Was the one lyric to that the word speed? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yep <laughs> uh it's just speed uh joe so what we're gonna do this is pop quiz hot shot 
you have 50 seconds to answer as many questions correctly as possible. Some of these are multiple choice. Some aren't. It's just going to, you're going to have to just wait till I stop talking. What, um, what, what's the theme here? Like what, what are we answering? Uh, speed related questions. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So I'm going to try my best to hold up the timer over here and then just ask questions to you. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Uh, the timer will start as soon as I finish asking the first question. Are you ready? Okay. You so some are multiple choice and some are not. Yep. Okay. Go for it. Who is the fastest person in the world? Is it Tyson Gay or Usain Bolt? I'm going to say Usain Bolt. Correct. How fast is the speed of sound? 343 meters per second, 100, or sorry, 1,128 feet per second, or 770 miles per hour? Um, the feet per second one, the middle one. Wrong. They're all correct. What is the fastest land animal? The pronghorn or the cheetah? Cheetah. Uh, that is correct. What is the top speed of the bus in the movie speed? 80 miles per hour or 70? 70. Correct. In the film, in the hit film Jurassic Park, who says the iconic line must go faster? Jeff Goldblum. In the iconic film Independence Day, who says the iconic line must go faster? Is it Jeff Goldblum? Correct. Canonically, who's the faster superhero, the Flash or Quicksilver? Uh, the Flash? Correct. The average human sneeze is typically how fast? About 100 miles an hour or 200 miles an hour? 100 miles an hour. Correct. What is the equation for physics and speed? Is it speed equals time elapsed over distance traveled or speed equals distance traveled over distance time elapsed? The second one. Uh, that is correct. <laughs> you got, uh, you missed one out of nine. Did you, did you have any more or did we run out? Right uh, there? There's a, there's a couple more. Uh, Give me bonus we'll, ones. We'll just take our time. Yeah. Uh, in the state of Georgia, if pulled over for going 15 miles an hour over the speed limit, how many points are added to your license? Oh, fuck. Is it like three? It's two. Oh, okay. And how long are the opening credits to the movie Speed? 80 years. Correct. It's too goddamn long. <laughs> Absolutely. It what is, is too goddamn long. It is insane the length of the credits at the beginning. You're of the going movie. from floor 80 down to floor number one. In these and we're credits. taking the time. <laughs> and we're going to show you everybody who worked on this movie. Assistant to Mr. Hopper. The assistant to the assistant of the regional manager. Person who filled up the gas on the bus. <laughs> that one person who was in a flyby shot. He's you, in it. You are credited in this movie. Welcome to Speed. Uh, this movie would make a great ride at Universal Studios, I bet, if this was a Universal Studios joint. Um, I would rather see this than the Fast and Furious ride. Yeah, yeah. The Fast and Furious and then like the Transformers one, I feel like kind of copy each other a little bit. They're like, they're the, they do the thing that the Spider-Man ride does where it's like it switches between real ride and like screens and stuff. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think the closest ride you get to speed is like there's something in Epcot that's like a speed test run thing where you yeah. you just go really fast uh, around like a racetrack. Uh, um, I, so I know in the previous episode we were talking about Terminator 2 and how there was a Terminator ride at Universal Studios. There was also a Twister ride. Joe, did you know that? Yeah, yeah, I, I went on it. When you I did? It's like awful. 10, it, 10 years ago, yeah. It was bad. The one thing I remember is like obviously like the cow floating by, um, but it's mainly like you're you're just standing there and you're watching like a big action presentation. Yeah, it's uh, it's a big room and you stand in a room and then it just happens in front of you and then you leave. And that's yeah. the ride. That's Twister the ride. It's yeah. awful. 
Anyway, uh, Universal Studios, listen to our idea. Let's bring back speed. Let's bring back speed. Bring back speed, both the movie and uh, the illicit substance. Let's do, okay, let's do one of those, uh, uh, like, rebrand re-releases of speed. Like, it's a, um, a reboot, but not. Mm-hmm. It's Keanu Reeves, but he's, like, retired, a retired mm-hmm. police chief. And he gets caught in the same situation of just like, Ugh, not this again. And he's grizzled and, you know, tired. Mm-hmm. And, and Sandy B shows up somehow. She's like, Keanu, I guess it's time to <laughs> and, speed. And Jeff Daniels is like his force ghost. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. I'd love to see it. It'd be great. People would, people, we would get butts in seats, I bet. When we, when we talk about blockbuster culture, we got to talk about sequel culture. Like they're, they're hand in hand. Like they are now bound to be a sequel to this movie. And it, I mean, nine out of 10 times it's bound to suck. And so this is a cautionary tale, but then sometimes you get, you strike gold and you hit like 10 movie franchises and that's why people keep doing this stuff. Yep. Uh, we will add speed to cruise control to our bucket list of just like, maybe we'll get around to it. Cause that'd be great. That'd be so much fun. Uh-huh. To subject you to this terrible four percent Rotten Tomatoes movie, we're 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 going to have to have a mini series at some point that's just like the worst movies we've ever seen. Because um, like <laughs> oh, we're, I've we're got way one. too positive about our movies, we need to talk shit about movies one of these days. It's a shitty movie, but I do love it because it is so shitty. Mm-hmm. Uh, Troll Two, have you ever seen Troll Two? Do you know about Troll Two? <gasps> I haven't seen any of the trolls. Okay, well, this has nothing to do with Troll One. So we will add it to the list. I've seen Trolls World Tour. Is that it? Different. <laughs> <laughs> it's different. We'll add it to the bucket list. Great. Uh, all right. So that has been the UCU Does Speed. Join us in the next coming weeks where Joe uh, will take over and be the uh, uh, the the know-it-all. I'll be the uncultured for Joe. What movie are we going to close out this uh blockbusters miniseries with we decided on blockbusters and there was only one movie that came to mind when i only one about blockbuster it was it was a movie i watched a lot growing up it um it is a blockbuster based on the rules that we have defined it was extremely popular it made a lot of money uh it kind of paved the way technically for a lot of things oh my god um it is not really uh, on the list of blockbusters, when you think about blockbusters, even though it is kind of an action movie too, mm-hmm. we will be watching the stop motion movie Chicken Run in uh, the second half of July. Justin's never seen it, and I am very excited to show him this. I'm so excited. The only thing I know about this movie, and I think it's right, uh, Zach Braff voices something a character in this movie oh no 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 you're thinking of chicken little which is oh Oh, well then i have no idea about this movie this is great fully different it's fully stop motion so the same people who made like wallace and gromit made yeah this is great it's gonna be real good Instead of maybe cocktails, maybe we have like a little appetizer and we bring little chicken chicken meats. Oh my god, a little chicken, a little cheese, little, uh, little chicky chicky things. That'd be great. Ooh, little pigs in a blanket. <gasps> That'd be great. All right, uh, cool. So uh, be on the lookout for that uh, in the coming weeks as we close out July, and then we're moving into summer vacation. I think, I think I think we've roughly defined it as like summer vacation slash like summer road trip movies. Yeah, for August. Um, um, we've already given a teaser for mine, but Justin is TBD at this point. Oh no no no, my friend. Oh, have we picked one? Yeah, we picked one. We're gonna we're gonna do uh, 
Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, we're doing Forgetting Sarah Marshall. In August. Okay. Yeah. Very fun. I'll watch Forgetting Sarah Marshall, and then we will be wrapping up the month of August with a a in-person wussy mag showing at the Plaza Theater here in Atlanta of The Parrot Trap, which Justin shockingly has not seen. And the lady from the movie is going to be there. This is the Lindsay Lohan Parent Trap, and uh, Meredith from the movie is going to be there. Yeah, she's going to be there. She liked a couple of our posts on Instagram, Joe. It's the biggest thing that's ever happened to us, and I'm really excited to talk about it. I know. I can't wait. Anyway, that's been the uh, Uncultured Cinematic Universe. Catch us on YouTube and Instagram, UCU Podcast. And uh, tell your friends, tell your grandma. Uh, she'll she'll have a good time with this movie, with speed. Yeah. All right. Catch you guys later. Bye. Bye. Bye.